BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Here at How to Money, we're always encouraging listeners to think about some of the different ways they can earn some money on the side to reach their financial goals. And guess what? While you're away, your home could also earn extra income. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. Yeah, hosting is a lot easier than you might think, and you don't need to Airbnb a whole house. You can just host your extra spare room. So consider becoming an Airbnb host, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we're discussing why dollar stores stink, inflation fears, plus no gas for you. No gas for you. And if anyone is thinking that uh, Joel just has poor grammar, uh, if they don't know the reference, you need to go back and watch the Soup Nazi episode of Seinfeld. We'll, we'll link to it in the show notes. Yeah, we, we, we totally need to. It's, a, it's a classic. Dude, it's, a television yeah. classic. <laughs> it's so good. But this is our Friday Flight episode where we are going to go over the different headlines that we came across this week uh, and how it is that we feel that they pertain to our finances. Joel, we're going to mention the stories uh, that you have already mentioned, plus many others. But dude, uh, we wanted to mention Shaquille. O'Neal. He's a resident here, not at How to Money. He doesn't work for us, uh, but here in Atlanta. And we talked about him a few months ago uh, when his uh, his Krispy Kreme uh, store <laughs> sadly burned down. Yeah, burned down. I but, feel like uh, he's quickly becoming like one of our favorite people though, on the show. Like we're just talking about him more. He's just you know everything he everywhere. does. I love and like. I almost love him as much today as I did when I was in middle school. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I would, dude. I was the biggest fan ever in middle school. Well, the reason we wanted to talk about him now is uh, because this is kind of an an older story, but he paid for uh, an engagement ring. So he was in a a jewelry store picking up some jewelry for himself or maybe a lady friend. I don't know. Apparently, he he was at Zales. He has a line of jewelry at Zales, which is why he's there. Oh, no way. (laughs) So he's like picking up some jewelry, but he also has a line there. Okay. Well, so while he was there, he saw a gentleman who was doing some of his own shopping. He was getting ready to purchase an engagement ring. And Shaq decided that, hey, this one's on me. He purchased the engagement ring for the dude. 
He didn't know the dude. It was a totally random stranger. But uh, yeah, it's something that made the headlines because who doesn't want to hear about something else great that Shaquille O'Neal has done for folks? <laughs> yeah, I feel like there, there should be like a website dedicated to it, right? Kind of like the random sightings of Bill Murray has kind of taken on a life of its own. Yeah. The random good deeds of Shaq, maybe. Uh, and, and yeah, one of the things he said, Matt, when he was asked about it, he said, whenever I leave the house, I try to de- do a good deed for somebody else. And I was just like, man... What if more of us tried to adopt that Dude. mentality? Yes. And, um, and you know, th- that is, I think, one of the, the coolest things about, you know, being good with your money is, is that you can actually then afford, if, if all your money is not going out every single month and you're, you're able to save more and more, you're able to give more and more. And you're able to do random acts of kindness like this without even giving it a second thought. Like, I'm not going to personally be able to buy somebody's engagement ring, probably. I don't have, like, They're expensive. Sha- Shaquille yeah. O'Neal level money. But, like, <laughs> you know, I, like, I think you and I were talking about how, well, how can we implement this into our lives? Yes. In like a smaller way, like buying a random person's beer or whatever, buying buying lunch for someone we don't even know or just helping somebody out on the fly. And I think, yeah, Shaquille O'Neal, one of those guys who's like setting a really, really good example for all of us in that. So kudos to him. Right, dude. I think the temptation can be that when we have, once we do have that, you know, shack level money, then we'll, we can start doing things like that. Um, you know, folks might be thinking, oh, like that really must be nice to be able to have that much wealth that you can do things like that. But here's the thing, you know, if we don't start implementing those practices of generosity, or in this case, like spontaneous generosity, right? Like I'm generous with my money, but I am not spontaneously <laughs> generous with my money. But when I read that story, I remember thinking, you know, a few weeks ago that like, oh, like I wish that was something I could do. But here's the thing. Like you said, that is something that I can do. And I was curious. And so I actually crunched the numbers, dude. So Shaq's net worth is estimated to be around $400 million. The average engagement ring cost uh, here in the U.S. is about $5,000. So you do the math there. And the engagement ring was just one one thousandth of a percent of his overall net worth. So what what is that, like equivalent to like 20 bucks for you and me, something like that? Something like that, yeah. So (laughs) even if you, I I crunch the numbers, if someone has $250,000, say, in net worth, that equates to $3.00. And that doesn't sound like much money at all, dude. Like, that's literally just buying somebody's coffee for them. Uh, like, if you're in the line, that's just paying for the order of the person behind you, right? And so, I guess I wanted to mention that because, and this isn't to say that Shaq should be giving more money. It's just to point out that we can take small steps towards that kind of behavior before we have massive sums of money, Well, right? this is also uh, the kind of thing that he's doing consistently, right? Yes. This isn't just a one-off. Uh, that, yeah, and and he's admitted to that. He's like, I try to do this every day <laughs> like yeah. to take care of somebody in some way that I don't know um, and so I think that's admirable and I feel like yeah we can all learn something from that and try to implement it into our lives if that's something we care about and I don't know I think for it's me I was inspired yeah I was inspired as well I mean again we've talked about intentionally giving our money but for me it's a completely different thing I've never spontaneously paid for something for someone who I didn't know um, but I think if I did that would make me feel really good i think they would remember it as well even if it's just coffee like here's the thing i've never had someone pay for my coffee or pay for my beer just randomly from a stranger you know but if someone did like granted it's not gonna maybe change my life like it changed that that dude's life who had his ring paid for but i would remember it like that would completely stand out in my mind and and it would seem like this act of kindness that i would want to pay forward and so that's i guess that's what i'm inspired to do as well is just to remember this and to realize i can start taking these steps uh, i can start paying it forward to, to others as well yeah i think something just 
just that small, enact that small, buying somebody else's coffee. Yeah. Like, it, it makes their whole day. It yes. completely changes Dude, it would, it would their make outlook. My, it would on, make my week or yeah. my month. Because, yeah. I mean, I would just kind of constantly think back to whoever, like, who was that? Like, why did they do that for me? That's so kind. You know? Yeah. It does, yeah. It's, it's really neat. So, yeah. uh, props to Shaq. You know yeah. what? Shaq, you have an open invitation to come on How to Money anytime, anytime. <laughs> but, uh, Matt, let's get to our, our Friday flight, a sampling of stories we found interesting this week and how they apply to people's personal finances. We've got a lot to cover today. And let's talk uh, first quickly about housing. Well, uh, lumber prices continue their ascent upwards, making you and I wonder if, if we'd rather have piles of Bitcoin or a stash of two by fours in the backyard. You know? uh, bunch, of, bunch of boards up under the bed, uh, tucked under the mattress. And with those recent Bitcoin losses, I'm saying, I don't know, I'm betting on the wood. I'll take the wood. Yeah. And so, yeah, like pricey lumber is now adding nearly $36,000 to the price of building a new home. And that makes it more difficult if you're looking to build a new house. And we talked about that in depth on this past Wednesday's episode, whether it's a dumb idea to buy a home these days. So definitely give that a listen. If you or someone you know is considering buying a home these days, uh, it's a tricky market to be buying in. And we tried to kind of cover most of the important things that you need to think about uh, if you if you are looking to buy a home. That's right. Yeah, dude, and rising prices across the board are starting to uh, have folks on edge. The uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics released their consumer price index figures earlier this week, uh, and prices rose 0.8% last month, uh, with an overall rise of 4.2% over the past 12 months. Um, and so the CPI, the consumer price index, that's essentially the inflation rate. Uh, dude, and this is a significant increase, but you know we're wondering, should we be concerned? And so that's, that's actually tough <laughs> to cover on a quick Friday flight episode. And so we're actually going to tackle inflation and rising prices in depth next week on Wednesday's episode. And so that's one that you can start looking forward to now. Yeah, with all the headlines surrounding inflation, we were like, we got to do a deep dive on it. Yeah. You know, we got to be able to cover that one for our listeners. Um, all right, Matt, let's move on to the next story. There's a way for some people to get free internet. That's because there's a new $50 a month internet subsidy that's available for folks with low incomes. It's called the Emergency Broadband Benefit. And if you're on SNAP benefits, Medicaid, or if you're a recipient of a Pell Grant, you could potentially be eligible. And as students continue to do virtual schooling from home and other services like healthcare have moved more online, this could be a big help for a lot of folks out there. Uh, the program actually went live on Wednesday, and so we'll link to the FCC site where you can learn more and apply to the program. We'll put that in our show notes. But it's nice to know that you can get, yeah, 50 bucks of your internet bill covered um, if, you, nice. if, if you're el eligible. And Matt, I don't know about you, my internet bill is a flat $30 a month. So yeah, oh. mine would be more than wholly covered, but I, I, I don't qualify. <laughs> nice, man. I've, I've got a story here in regards to the survey. This is a survey that uh, creditcards.com conducted and parents evidently are sacrificing their own financial well-being for their kids. And, you know, I think sometimes this can sound noble, but not really, not when many of those folks couldn't really afford to give that money away. Lots of those parents needed the money to pay off their own credit card debt and to pay for day-to-day -day expenses. I, th I think when you love your kid, it can be, it's, it's hard to see them struggling and to not do something to help them out, right? Especially given this past year that we've had. But it's also important to make sure that you're not giving your money away that you absolutely need in order to pay the bills uh, or to get out from under a load of debt. Plus, through the action of giving them that money, you might be enabling them to continue to make poor money decisions down the road. Yeah, I feel like this study actually kind of coincided well with something else that we just saw, Matt, with the fact that you know retiring early you know, that that's what the fire people are all about. That may be something that older Americans are actually going, going to be forced into, um, who otherwise they'd like to keep working. The uh, Employee Benefit Research Institute recently found that workers 
consistently retire earlier than they predicted and uh, it's not because they're so flush with cash <laughs> that they're that they're like all right i'm done with this job yeah this isn't an optional thing no essentially. they're getting forced forced out yeah and so yeah this study from 2018 found that over half of folks over 50 uh age 50 were laid off or pushed out of a job before they were planning to leave drastically affecting their work lives and their financial situation and this is just such an important reminder that investing early and often is crucial even if you plan to work until you're 80 years old, there's just no guarantee that other circumstances won't impact these plans. And I think it's just another thing that parents need to consider before they start giving you know, sums of money to their children is like, well, I'm planning to work until I'm 65 or 70, but are you actually going to be able to work until you're 65 or 70? You don't always get that choice. And so you need to be prepared um, fully for your own retirement before uh, you actually start giving money, I think, away to your kids. And I, again, I totally understand, like you said, Matt, that desire to help your kids out. But when it's at your own expense um, and it's going to make life hard for you in those later years when you know it's going to be even harder to generate an income by working, I think you put yourself in a really tough financial and physical situation. Yeah, well, physically as well. Like you said, I mean, you may not be able to actually do the work, right? It's, it's not necessarily just up to the employer. Like, Maybe they want to keep you on, but if you're unable to physically do the labor, then that would be another reason why you can't continue to work. But, you know, I think there might be some instances where there might be this family expectation where, you know, the parents kind of take care of the kids with the assumption that the kids are going to take care of the, the parents, you know, as they get older. But I would say that, like, if that's something that you think might be the case in your family, just to make sure that you're talking about it, right? If there are these unspoken expectations, I think that can be a recipe for disaster when it comes to maybe nobody saving enough money. But I wanted to mention that because I think all family cultures and dynamics are different, right? Like, I think in some families, there is that expectation that maybe parents will be financially taken care of in their later years by their kids. Yeah, like the kids might say, we've got room in our house or, right. you know... Uh, tiny, you know, ADU in the backyard. And that's where you, you are guy, you guys are going to stay mom and dad when, when you get to that age, but other families that might not be the case. And so, yeah, you, you definitely have to have those lines of communication open, have the expectations set. Um, and parents have to be careful before they give away too much of their wealth to their kids. That's right, dude. Yeah. Let's uh, now talk about how you can uh, eat your leftovers more easily with this new app. Uh, dude, since a huge amount of food gets wasted in the U.S. every year, any business that can find a way to, to make use out of that uneaten food uh, might be able to, to turn a solid profit. And that's what this new app, uh, Too Good To Go, is hoping to achieve with food that many restaurants would, would normally just be tossing out. This app just won the Fast Company's World Changing Ideas Award in the app category for 2021. And the premise is that you can reserve a quote-unquote surprise bag <laughs> from local bakeries and restaurants for food that would have otherwise been thrown away. And you can also get it at a pretty sweet discount by doing so. Yeah, it's not. It's literally not like they're you know, taking a plate from a table and Joe had his lasagna was only half eaten and <laughs> And they like put it into a go box and say, all right, you sign up for the app, you get Joe's leftovers. Dude, in, in my earlier years, I would have even signed up for that. I'm like, sure. All right, I'll have. take it. <laughs> I'm not scared. Yeah. So this is, this isn't quite like that, but uh, yeah, it, it, right now, um, and, and Matt, I know how you know much into leftovers you are. So I feel like this app them. is right up your alley, but sadly not available in Atlanta yet. Yeah, it's only available bummer. in a few cities like uh, Boston, New York, DC, and Philly. And you can check out too good to go.org to find out more. It looks like they're going to be expanding to cities 
cities like Portland, Seattle, and San Francisco at some point this summer. Um, so yeah, I know a, a lot of our listeners live in some of those cities. So go, go check out that site. Go check out the app. Apparently, the, the app has already saved 200,000 meals from landfills That's this awesome. year. Yeah, and it might save you money on some tasty local food that otherwise would just get thrown away. I love the idea of preventing food waste and maybe getting a deal on, on some food at the same time. That's right, man. Uh, All right, we're going to take a quick break. And after the break, though, we have uh, several other stories that we're going to get to, including uh, we're going to talk about the gasoline shortage crisis. Call it whatever you want to call it. I call it no gas for you. (laughs) Yes, you do. And we're going to talk about cars uh, as well as our thoughts on dollar stores. We'll get to all of that right after this. Joel, I think there are a lot of folks who start small businesses and they're surprised at the amount of behind the scenes, the admin type work that they're not all that thrilled about. Getting your books together with uh, with some final figures so that you can file your corporate taxes, for instance. That's something we've been in the middle of. But it can really gum up the gears, potentially keeping you from doing the work you love. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000. 25 and 1. That's right. Yeah, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. There's a lot of power in the simplification of having all that information in one place. Helps you make better decisions. That's right. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash howtomoney. That's netsuite.com slash howtomoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash howtomoney. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A big part of being a responsible adult is taking care of the things you care about. For instance, my bike that I ride in to work on. I keep the tires pumped. I keep the chain greased. Gone are the days of leaving your bike out in the rain for weeks at a time, like a kid. (laughs) Simply put, the things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. And making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash howtomoney for 10% off plus free document shipping. As the primary breadwinner for our family, I've taken the steps to ensure that Kate and the kids that they're going to be taken care of if something terrible happens to me. 
Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Their simple step-by-step process guides you from start to finish with ease. So get the peace of mind you deserve by creating your estate plan with Trust & Will. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust & Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. All right, Matt, we're back. Let's get to that ludicrous headline of the week. All right, Joel. Well, this week's ludicrous headline comes from Market Watch, and it goes something like this. Government reminds anxious gas customers, do not fill plastic bags with gasoline. (laughs) Dude, yeah, please do not do that. It's it's dangerous. Uh, Of course, there were rumors of this happening because uh, demand for gasoline shot up 40% on Monday across states in the southeast, according to Gas Buddy. Uh, This is, Joel, probably making you maybe miss your old electric car. In a big way. (laughs) Uh, And it only got worse from there, dude. Many gas stations were completely out of gas this week, leading to enormously long lines to to fill up... uh, Uh, in states like here in Georgia, but also South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida, and Virginia as well. And that's because a major pipeline that sends gas to stations across those states was shut down by hackers, ransomware. Dude, it's becoming a a bigger issue these days. And the cyber attack forced Colonial Pipeline to shut down important operations while trying to figure out how to respond. 50% of the gas supply on the East Coast was basically shut down overnight. Uh, the, the, the group that took responsibility for this hack is called Darkside, and they, they seem to be hackers um, with very tiny consciences. Itty, itty-bitty consciences. <laughs> they stated that their goal is to make money but not create problems for society. Uh, and it looks like they completely failed at their <laughs> at their mission. Uh, and so while this hack does have some national security implications, we wanted to talk about how it affects your personal finances. Yeah, man, it was really weird driving around yesterday, seeing gas stations either empty uh, with like zeros on the price board or... Seeing the uh, plastic bags over the handles. I feel like yeah. that's the, the classic, no gas here. Or the yellow no thing gas they you. put over the gas handle. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, so seeing like those gas stations basically felt abandoned because there was no gas. And like the, the average gas price nationwide has now crested $3 a gallon because of the shutdown. And probably a first that's ever happened. The most popular app in the the app store is Gas Buddy. <laughs> it was the number one search for app yesterday, and it's like high five in. Like, We're number one on the charts, baby! <laughs> right, right. And now, it, like, it just beat out Coinbase and TikTok. And like, <laughs> we know that's not going to last, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least for the time being, it's humorous. But yeah, gas prices are now higher than we've seen since 2014. This looks like it's going to be 
unfortunately a short-lived phenomena as some of the, those pipeline operations have already been restored. And it, it looks like the pipeline is going to be operating at full capacity um, in, you know, shortly in a few days, hopefully this weekend. Fingers crossed on that. But yeah, if your gas tank is empty, go ahead and fill up if you're able to find gas. But if you live in one of those states that's severely affected and you're sitting on like half a tank or more, don't add to the frenzy that's been happening this week. Don't go <laughs> wait in long lines where there is gas when you have gas. Uh, and definitely, definitely, Matt, like you said, uh, the government warning, don't put gas in a plastic bag. Hold off until you actually need to get gas because this is like totally one of those uh, situations where one station runs out of gas, it makes the news, everyone starts panic buying, which leads to just worse shortages than there otherwise would have been. And like these outages have spread to even other states that weren't really affected, uh, but because people just started panic buying because they saw the news and there wouldn't have been a shortage at all in in a lot of those states. So yeah, we just all need to kind of calm down, take a deep breath. And gas is going to be back at your local gas station in in just a few days, I think. I don't think this is going to be a long drawn out deal. But yeah, it has been like an interesting few days on that front. Yeah, if you were wealthy last year, that meant you had toilet paper and hand sanitizer. Uh, this week, it means having gas in the tank, right? Or trash bags full of <laughs> gas, which, no, seriously, don't do that. Uh, so, yeah, some folks in the U.S. are desperate for gas. Uh, others are desperate to buy a car, but supply is low and prices are, are far higher than they were a year ago. Uh, this is in part due to the chip shortage that has continued to, to be incredibly problematic during the pandemic, uh, affecting everything from tablets to, to TVs and more. And car production has been hit hard by the shortage, too. Some dealer lots are just completely depleted of inventory, probably one of the first times that has ever happened. <laughs> right. Folks in the market for a new car are just finding it tough to find what they are looking for. Uh, Ford, they are literally going to be manufacturing half the numbers of cars that they planned on making this quarter, which is insane. Um, GM even said this week, too, that prices on trucks have risen 10% in recent months, uh, while SUV prices have even gone up 20%. And so so we have seen some of these bottlenecks uh, that have affected supply and demand uh, reflected not only in what we can get our hands on, but in the prices as well. That's true. Yeah. And when the price goes up, there's more sticker shock at the financing table. And that means in all likelihood if someone is financing a new car purchase, which not our favorite thing to do. But if you do that, your payments are going to be higher than they would have been a year or two ago. Right. Uh, and so what's happening in response to that? Well, Bloomberg reports that car loans are getting longer in order to help people feel more comfortable with that higher price tag. 84-month car loans are becoming more common, and some banks and lenders are now making 96-month loans as well. <laughs> so, yeah, buying a car that takes eight years to pay off. That's so dumb. That's a financial no-deal. Oh, my gosh. Such a bad such a bad idea. So don't do that. But, uh, yeah, if this is actually what it takes for you to be able to afford that vehicle, you're making a bad decision. It's a bad move to buy that car. Uh, you know, you, Matt and I were of the opinion that 48-month loans are the longest you should consider. Paying a car off over four years, that's the longest loan term uh, you should even be considering. And then, and even then, we're partial to paying for cars in cash. And if it means driving what you have even longer than you intended to and opting to buy a used car maybe instead of a new one, not that those are a whole lot cheaper these days, <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, we would say that that's a better route to go. And I wanted to add this on too, Matt, just to like help people think. Like sometimes you have an old car and there's repairs coming up, and you overthink how much it's actually costing you, and you're like, I should just get a new car because I don't want to pay for the repairs don't on this get, one. Don't want to get nickeled and dimed to death. Exactly, right? that's yeah. what you think. But if you get too bummed about paying for the repairs on your current car, and you think that buying new is the way to go, well, one, think about the stat that Matt just said: the uh, sticker shock is going up in a big way. And then remind yourself of these numbers: the average repair cost on a five-year-old car, two hundred and five dollars. 
uh, per year. The average repair cost on a 10-year-old car, $430 per year, according to Consumer Reports. So yeah, even if you have a uh, decade-old car, the annual repair costs on that car are going to cost less than one (laughs) payment, (laughs) one payment on that new car that you end up buying. Yeah, dude, I think people just need to be honest with themselves, right? Because it's not that the payments are going to be less by having to pay for maintenance. Uh, In reality, it's not about the money. They just want that new car, yeah. <laughs> right? They want that new car smell. That's it. They want the aroma of fake leather seats, uh, like whatever it is that draws them to, you know, getting a new vehicle. They don't want the annoyance of having to go get the repair done and, and going to the mechanic. And I agree, like it, it can be annoying, but it doesn't have to be a financial setback. It should be something that we're planning for every month. Set aside a little bit of money because you know what? You're going to have to change the oil. You're going to have to get the brakes changed, uh, new tires. Like these are all aspects of maintaining a vehicle. And you know, if you maintain a vehicle, you can continue driving that thing for years and years down the road. Don't think that just because you have just because the engine light comes on, that's not an excuse to go get a new car. No. And so, while some industries and businesses like Ford have significantly slowed things down, there are some businesses, uh, some brick and mortars to be specific, that have only been ramping up over the past year. Dude, if, if we were to ask our listeners what store opened the most locations this past year, uh, what do you think they would guess? Well, I asked my wife this question just to kind of like, you know, figure out what, what she thought. She, she said Target. And oh, that's I was a like, good guess. That's a good guess, but... You're wrong. <laughs> yeah, it actually turns out that the answer is Dollar General. All of the major dollar stores are expanding rapidly, but Dollar General is opening up stores faster than Joel can say Roth IRA. Uh, <laughs> I can say it pretty fast, but and also it's IRA. Some some folks say IRA. No, you don't do no. You shouldn't, That's but you cool. can. It does spell IRA, but it's IRA. IRA is like a name, not the abbreviation for your retirement account. Exactly. So, I mean, we're not against dollar stores necessarily, but we just hate seeing dollar stores becoming a main staple in in many inner city and rural communities. Uh, We don't feel that they're the best thing for our our communities. Yeah, yeah, Matt, I agree. Yeah, These stores often aren't a great sign for the communities that they're entering. And although you would think that cheap stuff uh, would be great for folks with lower incomes, that you and I would be big proponents of dollar stores because yeah, we like, like to save money, right? Yeah, Matt and Joel, they're cheap. <laughs> they probably love the dollar store. They probably go there all the time. <laughs> uh, not so, though, dear listener. And like, yeah, yeah, many, many of the products sold at the dollar stores don't offer a whole lot of value. And although they function for some folks like a grocery store, they're actually driving out, Matt, some of the grocery stores in many communities. And then people are forced to buy some of their groceries at the dollar store because it's the closest place to them. Like, And there's not a grocery store anywhere nearby um, because of the proliferation of some of these dollar stores. The, the healthy offerings are almost non-existent at many of these dollar stores. And a very small number of these stores offer fresh produce, like of them. And it's slim pickings of the few that do. So yeah, we would suggest instead checking out an Aldi if you do have one close by. Aldi also made the list of the top number of stores opening this year. (laughs) So I was glad to see that at least while there's like a ridiculous amount, like these dollar stores are proliferating like rabbits. Um, I like to see that Aldi is at least doing the same. They, they are have these smaller footprints. And so, yeah. yeah, they have a similar kind of business model because their footprints are smaller. They can go into places that some of the traditional grocery store chains can't. Yeah, they're just a lot more nimble. But at the same time, I'm slightly offended that you would even kind of put Aldi in the same sentence <laughs> as, <laughs> as Dollar General. I just mean size-wise. I just mean yes, size-wise. And right. you know, they're both you know growing rapidly. But one of those is a good thing, and the other one, we would say, is not, a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, not so good. I don't like seeing that literally one in three new stores opening right now yes. is, a, is a Dollar General. Yeah. 
But I was glad to see that uh, I think Aldi was number six on that list as far as new stores that they're going to be opening this year. So, all right, Matt, one, one last story I wanted to mention. And this one kind of feels a little off from what we normally cover on the show. Uh, but you know, obviously, everyone's heard at this point that Bill and Melinda Gates are getting divorced. And now, this is our new uh, gossip corner. Yeah, the gossip gonna, column <laughs> section of how to money. We're going to mention at the end of the episode. <laughs> well, yeah, no, definitely want to stay away from the gossip. You know, and you and I, we hate seeing any relationship torn apart. And um, tough news. Um, I'm sure that's really tough for both of them right now. Uh, but yeah, one thing that I read about this uh, this week struck me in just this major way. Bill and Melinda, they live in this like huge lakefront home in Washington. I don't even know if you can call it a home because it's basically this like 66,000 square foot compound. It is a very, I saw some of like the aerial shots. Uh, it's really cool looking. It is I'll, cool. I'll, I'll say that. It looks cool. But yeah, it, apparently it's worth more than $130 million. Wow. But someone had highlighted this interview with Melinda Gates with the New York Times in the fall. And one thing that she said caught my attention. She said that she looks forward to a time when she can live in a 1,500 square foot house. Wow. And to me, that was just this great reminder, almost coming full circle back to like the shack stuff at the beginning of the, the episode. It was this reminder to me that folks with huge homes, ridiculous amounts of money, aren't any happier than you or I are. Hmm. And like the grass isn't always greener on the other side, right? And so it's important for us all to take a look, to have some gratitude. I think a lot of people living in 1,500 square foot homes are like, you know what would be awesome? A 2,500 square foot home. <laughs> or a 66,000 square foot home. <laughs> like we always think like that having those things or yeah. like getting to that point is what's going to make us happy. And it's just so interesting to see that the shoe being on the other foot, that person's not any happier. And in fact, they almost wish they had the life that, that we have. Um, and so it just made me, you know, riding my bike around the neighborhood this week. I'm just like seeing everything around me in in an even more intense way. Like just having thanks for my neighbors, my streets, yeah. uh, my house, like my family, just all the things that are really important. And so, yeah, I wish the best to Bill and Melinda. We don't know them at all, but, uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I hope they're, I hope they're able to regain some happiness, but I thought that was just a good thing for us all to think about as we're building wealth, as we're focusing on our money, money isn't everything totally. and it doesn't buy you happiness. And sometimes a 1500 square foot house is all you need to be happy. That's true, man. Yeah. It, it can be easy to think that just by having more money, uh, that that's going to solve all of our different problems, you know, that we have in life. Uh, we can kind of fall into that trap of just wanting more and more and more things, more money. Cause then you could buy like that new phone. Maybe you can buy that fancier car. Maybe you can then buy like a vacation home at that point. That's when you might be tempted to think that you, you know, you'd be happy, but, but, but even then, once you got the lake house, you got to have the jet ski, you know, like it, <laughs> it's like, there's a never ending list that's of true. stuff. We need to be searching for happiness and contentment, regardless of how much money we currently have. All right, dude. Well, that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, listeners can find links to all the different stories that we mentioned during this episode, as well as any other helpful links that we may have mentioned during the show up on our website at howtomoney.com. Yep. And we've got a listener question episode coming up on Monday. So if you're not subscribed to the podcast, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get notified when we release new episodes. But have a great weekend. All right, Matt. Until next time, best friends out. Best friends out. No soup for you. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Upswell Marketing would like to remind listeners that most people don't belong to two gyms. They don't see two dentists or trust two auto repair shops. So when customers choose your small business over your competitors, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. And in fact, that formula and media mix has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. And new customers receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. Hey, it's Matt here for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan, though the kids prefer the the mango lemonade. It's organic, it's non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. Just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.